Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Keeping On with Mackie and Kaiser. I'm Mackie. And I'm Kaiser. <laughs> and Kaiser was just mimicking me in a very funny way while I was introducing the show. You know, that's okay. what I like to do. I bring joy to everyone. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I wish I had a picture of what you were, or we gotta make that a gif, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta have you do that again, but um, yeah, really funny stuff, uh, we're gonna kick it off as we always do, Kaiser, how you been keeping on? I've been keeping on pretty well, um, that's proper vernacular, I, uh, let's see, it's been, oof, it's been a a little over a week since we last spoke, and we had our, our mobile cast, uh, which was really fun, really cool to do. Checked out Second and Charles. I haven't watched Jumanji yet in 4K Ultra HD. Um, I was going to ask. Excuse me, I'm not sure. You have, to, you, have that, you have to have a 4K Blu-ray player, right? You do, uh, but if you have an Xbox One S, you have one. I have a Xbox One S all digital, so uh, that'd be difficult to do. <laughs> um, really push hard. <laughs> yeah, I was. Oh man, that was frustrating. This is a little bit out of the keeping how you've been keeping on thing, but I got the Xbox One S all digital because it's like thirty dollars cheaper, I think. And it's fifty. Fifty dollars cheaper? Yeah, I think so, so I got it because you know it's cheaper. I already had an Xbox One that worked. I just wanted the uh, little bit faster processing. Um, that's pretty much all I wanted it for. Um, and I get it, and probably a month later, my Xbox One no longer powered on. So I still have all my discs for games that I don't really play anymore, but uh, I can't play them right now. So I need to get that Xbox One fixed eventually. But, or I guess I could just do the Xbox One X with the new with those games. But anyways, um, been keeping on well. There's not much has happened. But I've applied to a few more jobs. Uh, I've been denied for like three of them. But you know somebody's gonna call me back and they're gonna be super lucky to have me because I'm a catch. If you know what I'm saying. So uh, if anybody out there is hiring in the uh, in the Greensboro area, or Charlotte, or pretty much anywhere, I'm willing to work. So, yeah. minimum of one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year, please. Yeah, I uh, I'm very qualified. So, well, we can make it happen. We'll figure it out. <laughs> There's a little bit of the negotiation work there, but we'll figure. Uh, Mackie, how have you been keeping on? Uh the word that I would use is stressed um mm. but see pre asterisk see pre-show uh for all of that um you know just lots of stuff going on with the house uh had a moment this morning with mason that kind of broke me uh dropped him off at daycare uh and he he now waits at like they have like a glass door in at his classroom before he mm-hmm. moves into like his real classroom, like they all have, they have all the older kids congregate and they have breakfast and stuff like that. So dropped him off, walked back to the car, grabbed Harvey, dropped Harvey off, and then turned around and Mason is at the glass door and he's staring at me. And you know, the, the two months ago I dropped him off and he was a puddle. 
like just started crying, screaming, no, no, don't leave me, don't leave me. Today, I see him at the glass door. I wave to him and I blow him a kiss. He waves back and then goes and sits down at the at the breakfast table. Oh. Like a like a grown man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just bye dad. Like I don't need you anymore. And oh. that yeah, that that was a gut punch. But um yeah, kids are growing up too fast. Uh but, you know, got some got some exciting things coming up in life just not super ready to share them Whitney's still not pregnant people keep asking um <laughs> I know I know right so disappointing um but you know uh we're we're keeping on uh we've got uh some cool guests coming up on the cast haven't told Kaiser about this but um <laughs> he's shaking his head like no you have not um <laughs> uh we got some cool guests coming up um soon uh, so that'll be that'll be good for for the cast. Um, but uh, coming up in about a week, uh, we've got some cool things happening uh, in the video game world. Unless it is, uh, unless you didn't get in on the ground floor with the pre-orders, and it's not super cool. Um, but the Xbox Series S and X are coming out the 10th of November, and then the PlayStation 5 is coming out the 12th of November, neither of which you'll be able to buy in stores. <laughs> or none of which, I guess. Um, they've all announced that you can only purchase them day one via online retailers. And that's not purchase and then go pick it up at the store. That's purchase it and wait for it to get shipped. <laughs> So, yeah. if you missed out on the pre-orders at whatever store you do, Target, GameStop, whatever, um, you're not getting one day one. <laughs> uh, now, on the plus side, uh, all the reviews for both consoles are already out. Um, the Xbox Series S is very similar to that all-digital console that Kaiser mentioned. Uh, it does not have a disk drive. It's... A little bit more powerful than, um, not as powerful as the Series X, but it's also more powerful than a, an Xbox One X. Mm -hmm. So, it will still play games at 1440p at 30 frames per second, uh, but the Series X will play 4K at 60 plus. Ooh, I like so, that. yeah, um... All of the reviews for the Series X have come out saying that it is an Xbox One. It's an Xbox One with more powerful guts inside of it. Which I personally like. Yeah. I think that's not, you know, because like when, uh, the I think it's Phil Spencer, the guy who is in charge of, or the CEO of Microsoft, he came out and said that we're, we're not like, we're not revolutionizing next gen. We're we're going to continue the Xbox line. When he first announced uh, this the Series X, um, mm. and essentially, I don't think that's a bad road to go because it plays all Xbox One games. <laughs> it plays all 
Xbox 360 games, except for the Kinect games, and then it plays all the Xbox original games that are all digital. Yeah. And I think you can even put the discs in and then download the digital version of it. So, it's just a more powerful Xbox One that will be able to play new games that you can't play on the normal Xbox One. Uh, the PS5, on the other hand, I think they're going on a... Well, obviously, they're going on a very different road. Um, but I think they're going on a road that's not... Not a good one. <laughs> uh... No, almost no backwards compatibility except for with PS4 games, um, mm-hmm. and it's not even all of them, and most of them still run the same. <laughs> and then you also have uh, like apparently the new controller is really cool, like it makes it feel like it's a next gen quote unquote experience because uh, okay. it's got like haptic triggers that like change depending on what game you're playing. It's got multiple different vibration motors throughout, so you can feel, like, pulses and stuff. Um, hmm. I don't know. Whatever. I couldn't care less about all that. Uh, so the it's the Pro Controller from Nintendo, essentially. But Yeah. Um, that's what people are saying. But there, a lot of people are saying, like, this is next-gen. And I'm like, okay, if next-gen is haptic motors, like, come on, guys. <laughs> Let's yeah. try a little harder. Um but the PS5 doesn't support 1440p. It's either 4K or 1080p. And I don't know a lot of people that have 4K televisions rated at 120 hertz. <laughs> um, Dude. So imagine, imagine how much those cost. Uh, they're like two thousand dollars. So. I don't. I don't know. Uh, a lot of people are going to be looking for next gen graphics on PS Five, and they're not going to be getting them, right. which is unfortunate. But whatever, you can play your your you know PS Five games and all that stuff. Uh, I told Whitney we're going to get a Series X mm-hmm. when when they're commercially available, um, and not immediately either because we have a One X. So, like, we're not in dire need of it, and we also, like, well, first of all, it's a video game console. No one's in dire need of it. But, um, (laughs) uh, we're going to get the Series X because it's backwards compatible with all the discs that we have for Xbox One. Um, and then, like, she really likes the Xbox for Call of Duty. So, um, but yeah, I was curious to see, you know, which console you were planning on getting first. And uh, are there any games that you're looking forward to? Hmm. I was planning on getting the Xbox Series X first. Um, but the game that I'm actually looking forward to is the Spider-Man. Oh, so, yeah. The last one and then this Miles Morales one that's coming out. Have you uh, not played Spider-Man? Year. No. Oh, dude. It's so good. I know. Um so that's what I was going to get the PlayStation 5 for eventually. But I don't really need it because right now I play Rocket League, Fortnite. Um, i probably play something else, but I really only play those two games. And I'll probably play the new Call of Duty when it comes out and see how mm-hmm. good it is. But I can play that on my Xbox One, so... There's not really a need for it, because like you said, 
the uh, the series like nobody has a 120 hertz TV for right. their um, Xbox at 4K. So like I'm gonna be getting the same graphics, maybe just a little bit less performance out of my Xbox One S, but I'm still gonna get 4K Ultra HD 60 frames. So and that's fine with me. I'm not competing for anything. Um, but I still plan on getting them, just not right now. Especially not right now, because, you know, job thing. Right. But. Well, you know, I told Whitney, I was like, I really want I really want one of the Series X's. And she was like, is this one of those things where you say you're going to get it for me, but it's really for you? And I said, no, 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 boo-boo. I said, this isn't for you. This is for me. <laughs> I want the Series X. You have an Xbox One X. We're not selling that. You know? Yeah. So you can play on your Xbox One X, and I'll play on my Series X whenever we get it. But, you um, you know, like, yeah, exactly. No one's, unless unless you're playing on a monitor, or, you mm-hmm. know, you get, like, I've seen a lot of, like, Spawnwave. I don't know if you know who that is on YouTube. He just got, uh, like, an OLED TV for the next-gen stuff with all the bright colors and everything. But it's only, like, 32 inches, maybe 40 inches. So... Yeah. That technology is so expensive, and it's just not its not practical to spend $2,500 just on the display, plus yeah. the console and the games and the control, you know, everything like that. So, But I do like the system that um, Microsoft is doing, and Sony's doing it too, albeit a lot more scattered and strangely. Uh, but a mm-hmm. lot of games, if you buy them on Xbox One you'll get an upgraded version for the Series X. So we just bought Watch Dogs Legion, um, and it's actually really fun. Like, I I bought it for Whitney, because she was like, yo, this game looks cool during, like, Ubisoft's thing that they were doing over the summer. I was like, that game looks lame, but whatever. And she was having a bad day, so I bought it for her. Uh, And, like, you can recruit anybody. Like, literally anybody, all the NPCs. Yeah. It's super cool. And they all have, like, it's... different attributes. Huh. It sounds really cool. I never really got into Watch Dogs, though. This is the first one we've ever played. Oh, wow. So, it's it's a little bit like GTA, which she likes it for. But it's more mission-based, and it's kind of like a build-your-own-story with all the <laughs> different characters that you end up recruiting. So... I like that aspect of it. There, they did have a small glitch, um, and this is kind of a funny thing. Uh, since it's a you know randomly generated character engine, they had uh, like a pediatrician who had in her bio had recently ended a relationship with a patient. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So they they're they're fixing that with a patch, <laughs> but Good. um yeah, uh but yeah really cool game really I mean really pretty on the one X, um but it will be prettier on the Series X that we get. <laughs> so oh, yeah, you know for sure. I'm I'm not super worried about graphics or anything like that. I just don't want to miss out on any on any games that I feel like we would we would want to play uh like Resident Evil Eight, um. If they come out with another Monster Hunter, 
on console. It actually, it's this is the dumbest thing on the planet. It runs better on Xbox than it does on PlayStation, and it was like revealed at the PlayStation event. <laughs> oh, so ah, but whatever. Uh, um, I mean, what can you do? But mm. yeah, Bidja Games. <laughs> what? I said Vidja Games. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Um, the thing, the problem with getting both consoles now is like, where are they going to get placed? The PS5 is huge. Oh my god, it's enormous. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know about that. Right now we have our record player and amp sitting on the bottom shelf in the center of our TV stand. Maybe move that to a cabinet in the TV stand? I don't know. Maybe. It's so big. I don't even know if it would fit on that bottom part. Yeah. Um, but it'd be nice to get the Xbox Series X just for the better looking, like better performing for the games, and then um, for that disk drive to play 4K Blu-rays would be cool. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Like, I have one 4K Blu-ray, but I know I've got a player. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) I can buy those if I want to, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can get them, and then eventually, if you didn't have a 4K, you'd eventually get one when they they came down enough. Oh, yeah. I I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't... Well, I guess I did. I could have assumed it was a thing. But when I got the Blu-ray player... It was because I got it for Allison because I was moving back here. And then the Xbox gave out. So then I... I think that's why. Yeah, I think the Xbox went out so we didn't have that DVD player anymore. Mm. So I got the Blu-ray from McKay's for like 35 bucks, And then that way we could play all our movies. There you go. But, uh... Yeah. I used to be a huge Blu-ray collector. They're like, so expensive, though. Yeah, that that's why I got out of it. <laughs> Which, you know, yeah. I, I stopped, and we, we actually did a, a episode on collecting, uh, for those of you who are interested. But I stopped collecting Blu-rays because it got too expensive. And then I got into collecting retro video games, which is way more expensive <laughs> Uh, and yeah. then I got out of that and started collecting cards, which is also crazy expensive. So I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me. But at one point, I had like three hundred Blu-rays. Um, That's yeah. crazy. Like every time I went to the store, I would buy one. Uh, and my account was often at zero because of that. Mm-hmm. But I had a like people used to come to my dorm room at college and like borrow movies all the time. Because I just, I had a huge selection of them. So, but, alas, I sold them all to Second and Charles. Dang. Yeah, before Mason was born. Uh, Yeah. So, needed a little bit of seed money. (laughs) That's fair. Um, I think I like the idea of having DVDs now that i'm getting older mm-hmm. just because you like you rely on something to be on a streaming platform for so long 
and then it's gone, and then you're like, okay, now I gotta figure out how to watch this. Um, yep. And it's easier to just put in the DVD or the Blu-ray and play it than it is to you know rent it through Google Play or you know even buy it through Google Play because you're charging you're, you're paying more for that service, um, and then you only have access to it when you have internet. Right. So, which to be realistic, we probably always will. But it's nice to know you could like bring a. If you were like to go on vacation somewhere, you could bring a DVD with you, and maybe bring the player, and you know that you'll be able to watch that, like at night for dinner oh, yeah. or something. You know, just things like that. So I'm getting, getting into that. Where before I was definitely not into it at all. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a dangerous road to go down, and I actually, I sent Dave down this road forever ago. Um, I've, I've been digitizing my Blu-ray collection. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have a Blu-ray drive in my computer, and I rip the movie off of the Blu-ray, and then I put it on a hard drive, and then you know mm-hmm. you compress it and all that mess. But um. So instead of me carrying around a bunch of DVDs, I have all my movies on one hard drive. Mm. The problem with that is it is addicting. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Seeing all, like, it's basically having your own personal Netflix. Yeah. Um, And it it has saved our butts more than once when when the internet went out. Um, And I've, you know plugged a hard drive into the Xbox or whatever and loaded up a movie or a show or something like that and we're good to go. But I do want to, you know, say that I don't illegally take these movies offline. I do not, you know, mm-hmm. use illegal methods. I buy the DVD or Blu-ray, rip it, and then put the case on my shelf. I don't resell it or anything like that. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it's addicting, like watching the cover flow of all of your movies grow as you mm-hmm. buy them. So I don't know. It's, it's a problem, but it's definitely, you know, it, it, it feeds into that collector's like, I don't know what it is, but whatever, whatever that feeling is of like, Ooh, my, my, you know, collection has grown. Yeah. <laughs> it, it feeds into That's that. Fair. So, yeah. Huh. I still need to get the uh, Fast and Furious movies. Man, you had your chance. $15 for all of them on DVD. <laughs> but then you told me DVD was 480p, and I was like, ah, I can't do that. I, I don't think... Dude, I can't do it either. <laughs> well, like, 4K TVs, they, they upscale. I don't know how well it would upscale. DVDs no. look like garbage on 4K TVs, dude. Yeah. I mean, try it. Try it. You might like it. Uh, I can sit through it if it's something that I'm like, I seriously need to watch. But normally, I I can't do it. Yeah. I think we watched Mr. Deeds on our TV. And that went through the Blu-ray player. It was just a regular DVD, but that Mm -hmm. went through the Blu-ray player on the TV. I can't remember if it looked bad or not. I don't know. See, and that's another thing. Far enough away, it doesn't look bad. Right, and yeah, if you're standing like right up close, it's it's a problem. But if you do that with a 4K Blu-ray, it's a problem too because it's just pixels. 
Um, yeah. The thing about it is that your brain, and this this is how media works in general. Uh, this is why you know we have all this nostalgia for like old television and games and movies and stuff like that. Your brain interprets everything in the best possible, like, I don't know how to say it, like, resolution, I guess. Like, mm. you you don't remember watching Saturday morning cartoons and it being in standard definition. You remember it being, like, high definition, the coolest thing ever, you know, all these different yeah. things. So, whether or not you even knew that Mr. Deeds was 480p or not, you still enjoyed it, and you can't remember how it looked because your brain interprets it as, oh, it was good. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. The brain does all sorts of stupid stuff like that. <laughs> that's fair. Allison had never seen Mr. Deeds. Really? Yeah, until two months ago, or three months ago, we watched it. That's nuts. It's a bop. She also hasn't seen iRobot. What? Which is a movie that I grew up with. Yeah. iRobot's um, amazing. Yeah, back back when it came out, which I think was like 2006, maybe. Maybe before then. I think it was like 04. Um, okay, that's fair. That, w- that would work. Um, we, had a, we had a TiVo. So we had DirecTV TiVo mm-hmm. with a DVR. And if back then... When you like purchased a movie through DirecTV's directory, like they would have the DirecTV channels or whatever for the new movies that have came out. If you purchased through there and you had a TiVo, it would record it automatically and you could watch it forever as long as it was there. So okay. I probably watched iRobot like over a hundred times that summer that it was out. Oh, yeah. It was so good. Um, Still is. They had a Blu-ray. Yeah, they had a Blu-ray of it at Second and Charles, and I didn't get it. But next time I go, I probably will pick it up. Because I, I was thinking about it, and I was like, ah, I don't know. But the fact that Allison hasn't seen it, she needs to see it. Oh, I can't um, believe she hasn't seen that robot. Sweet potato yeah, pie, man. I, yeah. Oh, dude, that movie's Will Smith. It's yeah. so good. Freaking Will Smith, Will Smith man. Is, yeah, Will Smith is so good that you think that he's in more things, but he's not. Yeah, his, I wish his Will, Will Smith was in everything. <laughs> yeah, his filmography is like less than 25, I think. Are you serious? I think. It's like, I've, it's not a lot. I've probably seen them all, though. Probably. I mean, I, yeah. I love Will Smith. I am legend. Oh my goodness. So I was good. on FX one summer. That was that was a daily watch for me too. There you go. That's a scary yeah. one too for for a twelve year old Kaiser to be watching. Ten year old Kaiser. I am Legend. Is it that? I guess it would be that old. It's a little scary. Yeah. With it, eh, yeah, yeah. We. It's a little bit like Snowpiercer. We cured cancer. Oh wait, no. Turns them into like man bat people. <laughs> yeah. Like live in the darkness and shriek. <laughs> yeah. That was such a cool movie. I like the, the, uh, the alternate ending way better than the regu- the the ending that the movie has. Yeah, it, it like the ending the movie has makes it feel wasted in a way. A little. Not 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 waste. Not just that 
you're so invested in this character and obviously for him to die um in the way that he does you know sacrificing himself for these this this woman and her child is is great but like you never want that out of a movie no. you want him to continue and you also want a sequel yeah that would have been awesome they actually like find a way to cure the like they they, they show that and oh, then yeah. they showed them administering the cure if they even tried to administer it to people who were infected um other than the one but oh man so oh, such a good movie yeah men in black he didn't stand out as much to me in Men in Black. What? That's also that's also because Men in Black wasn't really my thing. I wasn't a huge fan of it. Oh, Kaiser. Okay. I need to, that's probably one I need to go back and watch. Because I oh, also dude. wasn't a huge fan of the original trilogy of Star Wars. Yeah. Because, you know, my my time is the is the prequel trilogy. That's what I grew up with. Right. Um which which is still good. Um, if depending on who you talk to, of course. But there, there is one good part of the original trilogy. Wow! And that that one good part is you and McGregor. <laughs> but like, and Hayden, Hayden Christensen. Christensen. I I do like Hayden Christensen. Yeah. In episode, he three. was written. He was written bad. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He's a great actor. I've yeah, seen him in like other the, things. He's really good. Um, the, like even like George Lucas said that he performed that part perfectly, which just goes to show that George Lucas did not write that part very good. Well, George Lucas isn't a writer; he's like a he's a director. Genius. Yeah, I, he is ahead of his time. Like so, yeah. So I just I recently watched the first six. Um, in order, you know, one through six. Mm-hmm. And I watched the original trilogy probably for, the, like, the last time. I was probably, like, 11 or 12, maybe. Yeah. So, like, this was during a stage in my life where I just let movies kind of happen to me. And I didn't think there was a lot of thought to go into it. Especially with Star Wars, because it's Star Wars. I didn't think that they were that deep. I thought it was just, like, an action uh space movie but right i uh i recently rewatched them and like the politics that goes into it like everything makes sense to me now um so it's very interesting to watch those but even the 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 video making i don't know that why i said it like that the way that they made the movies (laughs) with the 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 editing the way that they made uh certain objects you know float the way that that they do in star Wars is just so interesting and revolutionary for the time. Like Lucasfilm and Lucas arts is like vastly impacted, um, films to this day. Like probably 70% of the movies you watch at the end, it's going to say like, uh, uh, Lucas arts or Lucas, um, there's something else too. Lighting by something or the company that they by. used for like effects and like laser yeah. effects and stuff like that. They they like got started with Star Wars and like I can't remember what company it is, but yeah, they like they've resonated throughout every movie ever now. <laughs> yeah, and it's 
so crazy. Like, they've done so good. The only, like, thing that really looks bad in the original trilogy is the weird way that the Death Star blows up both times. It just looks very not how something would blow up in space. And then uh, the lightsabers don't look great. But everything else is phenomenal. The lightsabers are too long, almost. Um, yeah, into they're they're long and thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'm like I said, I I really like Episode Three. I think Three's great, mm-hmm. really, really well written, really good. All the stuff. Two, I could I like. I haven't seen it in probably fifteen years, and the only scenes I remember are the scenes where Anakin. Or where they're where they're in the like arena, and then the Boba Fett scene, um, and then episode one I tried to watch like three years ago and like got halfway through it and turned it off. Like I couldn't even sit through it, which is terrible. Um, I got to give it another shot, okay. but I love four, five, and six just because they're like I grew up on those. Like my yeah. parents, th- those were my parents' Star Wars, but also they had them on VHS and. Like, we watched those all the time. Um, yeah. And then I, you know, I know that everybody's got a problem with 6, 7, or uh, 7, 8, and 9, but I love them. I think they're awesome. I think every yes. single one of them is great. Uh, 7 and 9 are pretty good, yeah. <laughs> you don't like The Last Jedi? I don't think anybody, well, you just said that you do. I don't think I anybody besides you. I thought it was them. awesome. That was just, Kylo Ren was tread carefully. So obviously a Disney villain in Star Wars that it's not even like easy for me to watch it. Really? Yeah. Oh, dude, but he he, I okay. Well, I'm also biased because I love Adam Driver. I watch everything he's in. He's a phenomenal actor, and he's like a like a real actor. Like he goes and yeah. does like stage plays for the troops when he's not acting in movies. Um, also, like not super personable. Like I don't know if you know the story, but uh, um, Mark Hamill was like, "Hey, so since you're playing my nephew, maybe you and I could go out to lunch together." Like you know, I was supposed to be this character who you know like bounced you on my knee as a kid and all this stuff. Maybe we could get to know each other pretty well and, you know, portray that a little bit on screen. And he politely declined. <laughs> oh, wow. Just, yeah, just, no, thank you. Like, I'm not even interested in spending time with you because he was so, like, I, I don't know. He, he was too busy. He just had other stuff going on. Um, But, yeah, Adam Driver's amazing. I absolutely loved kylo ren i loved every scene he's in i loved every aspect of his character i love the fact that he's like a tantrum-y toddler at points uh but also like in training to be this you know the next dark lord you know um and love the lightsaber uh everything about him i just i love it i love the fact that he yes it's you can see it coming a mile away but love that he turns to the light side in the end. Um, hate that he dies, but whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. I felt like he should There's have had a... a little bit more of a redemptive arc. 
so there's a theory that I just came up with just now. Yeah. Um, in Star Wars canon, and I might be wrong, but I'm, I'm probably am wrong, at least with the movies. There's not somebody who is has gone over to the dark side so deeply that's been able, like their body has not been able to come back to the good. I think that has something to do with just what you have to do to, like, you know, make your lightsaber crystal bleed. You know, all the things that you do while you're apart, like, so consumed with the, the, the pain and the hatred and everything. Oh, yeah. That there's, you're, you're, once you come over back to, you know, the light, you just can't, your body itself can't handle that insane transformation and, you know, dealing with all of the feelings of what hmm. you have done in the past. I think that's why they die. Because he shouldn't have really died. Right? He wasn't like... No, he, he like was cut through. Oh, okay. Um, but she healed him. Yeah? I, I'll have to rewatch so like, Rise of Skywalker. I've only seen it once. Um, yeah, me too. But I think physically he, he should have been fine. Huh. He... Well, and, and, and like... There's a bunch of stuff about how, like, they weren't actually, like, the kiss that they shared wasn't romantic. Yeah. It was more like, we understand each other now. And it's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> like, there's there's the, the a lot kiss of... kiss was weird. Yeah. There's a lot of silly stuff like that. Like, you know, Finn saying, you know, they're getting sucked into the sand. And he's like, wait, I have to tell you. Like, everyone's thinking he's going to say, I love you. But... The director's like, no, he's supposed to say that he's sensitive to the force. Like, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, I the, don't know. The, yeah, yeah, like there were a lot of things that the movie called, or not a lot of things. I think I'm mostly just Finn. Like it, it's like terrible movie making because they set this thing up over the course of like the la the latter half of the movie. And right. we never hear what he needed to say. Nope. Which I, I guess you could argue they're going to reveal that in the next one. But it's just, it was weird to set it up and then have nothing. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's called, there's like a, there's like a term for it when you introduce something that could like, like an idea. Um, but then don't do anything with it. Um, but it's like bad movie making, bad storytelling. Interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, it's true. I can't remember. Yeah. I um, I had a problem with the fact that it wasn't done by one director. Like, I, yeah. I feel like if it had had, like, even if it had different directors, but if they had all sat down in a room and said, this is what the story is going to be, <laughs> not, okay, go ahead and run with it. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's it's so... Especially the difference between The Force Awakens, which everybody's like, J.J. Abrams played it safe. Whatever. I don't care. It was a new hope for a new generation. It was freaking awesome. Uh, yeah. The difference in tone between The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi is so different. <laughs> um, and it just... It's, it's very distinctly made by different people. And yeah. as a trilogy... Both four, five, and six, and one, two, and three, 
are all made by the same people. And they feel like they go together. 7, yeah. 8, and 9 almost feel like they don't go together. There's like different movies telling a story yeah. with the same characters. Exactly. Yeah. And so I feel like a lot of people don't resonate with it because of that. Yeah. So like it's it's interesting cuz you know we um with with Marvel for instance, it uses different uh directors, but it also changes the directors usually with kind of genre. Mm-hmm. Like you know um, if they're wanting to go a different direction, they, they pick a different director. But they sign the actors to these contracts for multi-movie deals. Why don't they sign the directors to these contracts for multi-movie deals? So we do get that cohesiveness. Because another thing like you can relate that to is the, the Harry Potter series. Mm-hmm. That they're all made by different... There's Chris Columbus does the first one mm-hmm. um, and the second one, I believe. I and think then so. the third one is done by uh, Alfonso something. I can't remember his last name right now. Yeah. And then the fourth one's done by somebody who's never read any of the books. I don't know who the fifth one. I think the uh, I think six, seven, one, and seven, two are both are off the same person. I think hmm. maybe the fifth one too. But like, I understand back then they were still writing the uh, J.K. was still uh, writing the books. And then they didn't know where the series was going to go. They didn't know how big it was going to be. But also they didn't have the finished product, so they didn't really know how to start the series. So I think, like you said, like the the first trilogy, second trilogy, same director for each one, they feel like they're together. So I think when you have a series that's supposed to all connect, you need to have the same directors working the same way, or at least uh, collaborating together. So you mm-hmm. have a cohesive product. Because, you know, even watching Harry Potter, they're telling a story from the book, but they're telling vastly different stories from each other. Right. Like the, 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 the tones change, you know, one and two are these lighthearted, but two is a little bit darker, but it's still kind of lighthearted. And then mm-hmm. three just like completely switches the, the uh, flips the switch and it just goes really dark. And then, you know, fourth's kind of like up and down, but also kind of weird. They cut out like, a huge part of the book yeah. literally the first third of the book is cut out from the movie but yeah it's it's weird to me that especially with series you know the like you know the divergent series they made 3 movies that weren't very cohesive, and then they were making the fourth one, but then they said there were it's going to be a TV series without telling the actors, <laughs> and then it just hasn't been made. So, like, without that cohesiveness, you don't have a full product, and yeah. that's that's a big issue. So, it'll be it'll be interesting to see for like, you know, if there will be another Star Wars one day. Or, or not like, you know what I mean, like, not episode 10 or whatever. I'm saying another series like Star Wars or a new Harry Potter mm-hmm. or a new, you know, whatever it is. Percy Jackson, I know, was trying to emulate Harry Potter and had its, you know, you mentioned this in Second and Charles. You said, I feel like it would have been better if they hadn't made terrible movies. <laughs> 
Yeah. So yeah. Um. Yeah. I never had th- I never thought about uh, directors as much as I did um, until I started understanding that Harry Potter is directed by different people, and then obviously these last three and the most recent Star Wars trilogy are all directed by different people. Mm-hmm. That, or I guess the the eighth ones. J.J. Abrams does uh, seven and nine. Yes. Yeah, so the eighth one just completely out of the water. So I never like put that much stock into the director. I was like, okay, he's just kind of directing the script in the way and you know making sure we know cut play, take a different take if you need it. But um, I never really thought about it that much. But yeah, I think if Percy Jackson had a better director, it could have done it could have done better movie oh, yeah. wise and series wise. Um, so maybe retry that. Maybe Divergent the same thing. Divergent had a good like uh, cast. I thought like really like solid like actors in, in the cast that, oh, yeah. that could have done really well. Um, but maybe with uh, maybe marketing things like that, just it didn't get where it wanted to be. Yeah, and, and also the story was kind of weird. Um, in the way it's a better it book than it is a movie. <laughs> yeah it, that's it what really i've heard is. i haven't read the book yeah oh dude read the book you'll love it uh if you i, I mean you know i know you love harry potter but uh yeah. definitely check out um divergent like the book so i couldn't I put it down damn um but like you know i don't know who directed ready player one that movie is phenomenal you like the movie movie is you didn't like the movie so have you read the book? I've had the book read to me, yes. Okay, so It sounds so it sounds so like kiddish. What what was it? Uh you Oh, you said this in Second and Charles too. You said something about oh, how I, it you had it you had it spoken to your ears or something like that. Yes. Oh, yeah, man. I think that's how I said it. So huge fan of Ready Player One. Absolutely love it. Cannot wait for Ready Player Two in like a week. Um, no way. Yeah, it's like November like thirteenth or fourteenth. Yeah, can't wait. Um, but uh, I liked the movie. Didn't love it, but I like it more every time I watch it. Because I kind of treat the movie and the book as two different things. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Um, I, I watched the movie, then I read the book. Um, so I, I liked the movie first, and then yeah. I loved the book. Okay. Uh, the differences were weird. Like looking back, they kind of skipped the first task altogether, yes. I believe. Um, well, and they made it different. They just like they did make it. It's that's why I kind of treat them as different things, because yeah, they're they're the same idea, but with different like pieces of the puzzle, if that makes right. sense. Because the race was really cool. Oh yeah, but yeah. also, you know, him going into that old Dungeons and Dragons lair, finding the Lich King, and playing Joust with him was also freaking cool. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's yeah. like, they're both awesome, 
And they just, you know, I don't know how they would have portrayed him playing an old arcade game with a dead king and make it as cool as they did with the freaking Tyrannosaurus Rex from Jurassic Park, King Kong, you know, all of these different amazing visual cameos as opposed yeah. to, you know, oh, cool, it's an old D&D map with an old 80s arcade game, you know? Yeah. It's like, it like Universal bot. I don't know who, who who produced it, but it's like Universal bought the rights to the book yeah. to make it into a movie. It was like, we're going to put all of our IPs into this movie because yeah. that's what this movie's for. And then they did it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it would have been really cool if it, like that that book would have been a great movie, like verbatim. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it plays so well in the head. Like it's just so so well done. Um, and I'm and also I- excited for the second Oh yeah, super excited! Like I was, <clears throat> we gotta wrap this up here in a minute. Um, yes, I was a little sad as to how he got the second, or not the second, the the coin. I don't want to spoil it, because uh, it was so cool how he got it in the book. Yeah, how he just he found this obscure thing that, um, you know, the creator had absolutely loved his whole life, and then he played it until he he like couldn't play it anymore and then he got the quarter as an item like that was just so so cool and in the movie it's just like huh you were right about that here's a quarter and it's like well yeah okay but you know it's it it doesn't it doesn't carry the same amount of significance to me right yeah like it took the research and then it took the skill to complete that like Mm -hmm. like, such, such a hard thing to do to and get then, to yeah. the the last Pac-Man level where it like bugs out half the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Have you seen Okay, we got like 4 minutes. Have you seen Did you watch Mandalorian episode 1 season 2? No, not yet. Ah, <sighs> okay. I, well. Man, I've been watching all sorts of new shows. Uh I've been continuing with Snowpiercer. I started The Morning Show. Which is on Apple TV Plus. It's oh really good. Oh my gosh! You start it. This is ah. Yeah, okay. I'm like on season or episode four or something like that. So good. So yeah, good. So yeah, I was. Uh, I've been waiting for a reason to get Apple TV. Obviously, that's been on there since Apple TV came out. Apple mm-hmm. TV Plus came out. Um, but I've just been kind of waiting. I was like, I don't want to just get it for the one show. Uh, but I think Apple TV is coming out with more originals and they have more. Uh, movies on there too but i definitely want to check that out if you recently got a new iphone which whitney did you get a free year oh that's crazy so check and see if your account has a free year on it because how do you do that you You just go on to i went on the apple tv plus thing and was like i wonder what shows are even on this and it said you have a free year trial would you like to try it because you just got a new iphone and i was like Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you just sign in with your your Apple ID. Yeah. I might. Yeah, I have to check that out. Give it a shot, dude. And if you need yeah. an Apple ID, let me know. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Um. I appreciate that. If yeah. uh, you got to watch The Mandalorian, we'll talk about that next. Week. Oh yeah. Oh, I will. Um. Maybe one and two if you watch both of them. Um, yeah. That's what I'll definitely be doing. There is uh, some cool things that occur. I love I mean, The Mandalorian. 
It's yeah, it's the Mandalorian. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> like I was thinking about it while I was watching it, but like each episode is just a different quest. Yeah, that's all it is. He goes to a planet. He talks to the person at the planet, gets his quest, goes and does the quest, gets his reward, leaves the planet. It's literally a video game movie. It's it, oh, it's awesome. I think that's well. First of all, it's directed by John Favreau. Freaking love John Favreau. Um, he he's the goat. He's gonna go down and like he's gonna be a legend, dude. He's, he is he's a amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's in Disney. He's in Marvel. He does Star Wars. He does he does everything. Yeah. So and he does it all like perfect. Uh-huh. So um he's an actor, he's a director, he's a writer, he's a producer, he's a everything. Um we'll have to do a John Favreau podcast and just talk about like our favorite John Favreau stuff because I love John Favreau. Um but yeah, uh can't wait to watch The Mandalorian. Uh there's a new Hugh do you know who Hugh Laurie is? No. Okay. Uh, have you ever seen House? Yes. He he plays Doctor House. Um, okay. He he started his career in his early twenties as a British comedian, and has been like a successful comedian and actor all throughout his life. And he's in his sixties now, and he's Jeez. in a new show on PBS, one of the PBS masterpieces called Roadkill. And it's he is the new British prime minister. And or he's running for prime minister and he's supposed to have this squeaky clean record, but the show's all about like his dark and dirty past. Oh, <laughs> Hugh Laurie's one of my favorite actors, so I can't wait to watch it, but also like stuff like that is killer to me cuz you're like piecing together how horrible this person is as you're watching it. I know that's terrible. But yeah, I'm going to watch that potentially tonight with Whitney and we'll, we'll let you know how it is because she loves Hugh Laurie too. So I want to, I want to start watching big skies or blue skies. I think that's what it's called. I think it's a show on, Oh man, I couldn't tell you. It's based in Alabama and the story is, I think it's on ABC, and the story is that um, there's this guy that lives, works in a town, and he, there's these two girls that have disappeared, and he gets called from a sheriff from another city, and like says, "We heard you got two girls that are missing," and he like says that we have a, oh, like one disappearance like a month. I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. Huh. I think it's called Blue Big Skies. Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to look that one up. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Anyways, guys. Yeah. Or do you, do you have something else? I was just say I can't. I can't think of who's in it. But I got you. Well, we'll we'll look that up. Okay. <laughs> well, guys, that is it for us today. Unfortunately, I got to go uh, get the house tidy for a showing. But um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we've got plenty more content to come. Okay. Uh, I've been Mackie. And I've been Kaiser. I was going to say something else, and I just turned into I've been Mackie. Uh, and we'll, we'll catch y'all in the next one. Bye-bye.